Assalamualaikum everyone, hope you're keeping well and safe. Welcome to the first episode of Corona Diaries. It's a strange episode and very different. We are recording our first podcast over Skype and trying to socially distance from one another. Um, it's a temporary series. We're trying to track updates um, to things we see in the community or even on the news and share our reactions, keep each other company. Um, hopefully it will be fun and beneficial. Um, the last thing I'll say is of course, by following the guidelines, by looking after each other um, in, in terms of our mental, physical and spiritual health, we will pull through and get through this phase, inshallah. Um, enjoy the podcast. Any feedback or tips, let us know on Al Hadi Youth on all social media platforms. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the episode. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum, everyone. My name is Ahmed and welcome to the first Corona Diaries episode um, of the Al Hadi Youth podcast. Uh, this is a podcast we wanted to make to really entertain ourselves and hopefully to entertain you guys during the boring, hopefully beneficial isolation period. Um, I've got on Muhammad. Salam, Muhammad. Salam. How's it going, bro? Alhamdulillah, how are you, man? Alhamdulillah. Uh, Abbas. Salam, Abbas. Salam, how you doing? Yeah, good, man. And podcast newcomer, the highly anticipated Hussein. Salam, bro. Welcome, Salam, bro. How are you doing? Many How are you requests doing, guys? for Hussain to join the pod. What was that? Many requests for Hussain to join the pod. <laughs> it's honestly, Koja celebrity, Mr. Hussain. Yeah. Welcome on. Welcome I'm still on. these requests, bro. <laughs> so, how, how have you guys been coping? Obviously, it's been like a crazy month, I'd say, like um, the way things have escalated from the beginning of March or even like the beginning of February, like how, how have you guys found like this crazy lockdown period? I don't know for me personally, it's been okay. Um, I mean, obviously there's uh, restrictions in place. Like you can only go out once a day and go for shopping and stuff like that. But um, I don't know so far, so good. No problems really. It's um, yeah. No work from home. Well, for see, work from home for me isn't isn't so new, right? It, it's something I I'm, I do. I'm fortunate to have already. Obviously, it's, this is a new level of work from home, so it's a bit different. <laughs> but, um, Inverted commas. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, yeah. So for me, it's not so different. I know, like, Bandali, for example, you're a dentist, so I don't know how how things have been for you on your front. Um, um, so no, I'm, I'm actually a dental hygienist and therapist, but yeah, uh, kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, my practice actually just closed, uh, today officially. Um, I think we're still going to be open for just emergencies, but general appointments have all been canceled now. So yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. Like there's nothing I can really do at home. Like most people, um, I guess you can work from home that I don't really have that option unless someone wants to come home for a filling. Uh, <laughs> Do you have emergency fillings? Like someone call up and say, I, I really, really need to get my teeth whitened. Or <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no. So basically, I mean, dent it's really for dental emergency. So um, the NHS have set out some guidelines, I believe, for what constitutes a an emergency. So if someone calls up, uh, most practices yeah. like ours, we've set up a uh, a phone emergency phone number on our website. So if someone calls up and says, you know, I've got this problem, if we deem it as a as a, a proper emergency, then we can always call them in for that. But in terms of 
actual day-to-day practice day-to-day work yeah that's that's over for now it's i mean it's been a crazy period for a lot of us um like not just in terms of work but i mean there you know i've got siblings who have had exams disrupted or family members who have had even small things like trips cancelled or weddings cancelled or delayed and things like that are have really disrupted like the flow of life as as we see it but i mean like in the kind of big picture and grand scheme of things how how are you guys looking at this because obviously it's, the world is seeing this and i'm sure we all are seeing it as a crazy virus pandemic um but i know obviously as 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 followers of the Muslim, we try and add in another dimension to our perspective how are you when you look at this kind of on the news on a day-to-day basis amongst all the craziness what are your thoughts um so i think we had a i don't know if anyone listened to the quarantine corner by sheikh ali was saying uh yesterday and he said uh he said that coronavirus doesn't have a conscience it doesn't discriminate and i think that's really interesting because now you're seeing as a society in britain where this been rife with discrimination with islamophobia whatever now everyone's banding together the nhs just called for 250,000 volunteers so i think it's sort of you're seeing the best in people and the worst in people, but I think, I think you're seeing a lot of good in people who are willing to just band together to fight a common, uh, to fight, a co- to, to reach towards a common goal. I mean, it's not just people. I mean, it's literally the whole world, right? I mean, like the whole world is facing this, this whole epidemic, right? Wherever, wherever you are in the world. So I think it's, uh, it's an interesting, well, I don't know if interesting is the right word to use, but it's a, it's a complicated situation that we're in and, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, I think it's, it's um yeah, it's it's different for everyone, but uh, I think it's the first time maybe in a long time um that pretty much every level of society is is facing the same issue. Yeah. Um so I mean, rich or poor, you know, whatever. I mean every every person is is facing this, it doesn't matter where you're from, where your background is, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think, like in terms of so it's crazy because we are recording this on the 24th of March and yesterday big man Boris came out with an announcement and he he effectively locked down the country without calling it a lockdown. He yeah. said you can't leave the house unless there's essential needs to go out. So for example, to, to food stores, medical stores um, or, or you know even other things like um, some of them you could argue are not essential like garages or garages rather (laughs) or um, pet stores and things like that um but essentially it's quite quite a grave situation you can't go out in groups greater than two you can't go out unless it's for your daily exercise or for an essential need like going shopping for supplies or if you have an essential job do you guys think that's like too serious is it is it that deep or do you think it should be more serious do you think you should have done more in terms of measures I think I think basically, well, if you compare us to the rest of Europe, we're pretty much got a light lockdown at the moment. Um, you know, it's technically there's no. There, he has said that there there will be fines for people who break the rules, but again, that's not um, set in stone, or I don't think it will be as harsh as maybe elsewhere in in Europe at the moment. So I think, like, through the past couple of weeks. I think he's been phasing things in rather than an immediate lockdown from the start. 
I think so. I, I think Boris is actually quite smart, right? In the way he he brought this uh, uh, lockdown. Um, Come on, mate. Ow. No, no. The way, the way no. he brought it down was like oh. um, yeah, the, the UK. Can, everyone was asking for a lockdown, and then he gave it to them, right? He didn't. He didn't just like put a lockdown. Imagine if he'd have said last week, "Okay, I'm putting the whole country in lockdown." The kind of backlash you'd have got, like all the newspapers. But if you imagine, like, if you look at, for example, crazy, like why is he giving a lockdown? Do you know what I mean? Do you know China? Like it's crazy. If you see China, it, like a couple of days ago, there was news reports coming out there that there are no new people infected in China. Like that's crazy. The only way that came about in China is because they took serious measures to contain it. Yeah, obviously, so many people died, but relative to its national population, which is like a sixth of the world population, China was really smart in containing it because they've got high density of people in small areas. So it could have been a lot worse than it was. But because they took serious action so early on, like two, three months later, there's no new infections in China. But I, I also think, it, think the figures from China are completely accurate. As in, I don't think they're going to say the full story. No, no. Uh, 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 what, fake news. A, not fake news. It's just that let, less. they're not going to... They'll just dumb it down. Well, and, you think, and you think that just because we live in the UK, we're going to give true figures as well? I, I, I think the people think <laughs> a lot more than it actually is because there's just not enough testing kits around. There's not enough doctors to test. There's not enough beds. Yeah. There's a lot. I think the situation is worse than... It's, well, it's quite bad, but before, like two weeks ago, I don't think people knew yeah. the gravity situation. I saw the news today that Hong Kong is going through like a second phase of coronavirus. So obviously, they've killed it to a point, but obviously they're coming back around, right? So I mean, well, if you've if you've not been infected, then you're still susceptible to the yeah. to the virus, right? So I think the purpose of these lockdown phases is not to stop the virus completely. We're not at a stage yet where Oh, I don't know if I'm correct in saying this. I'm sure I'll be corrected later on. Um, but in the sense that we're not stopping the virus altogether, what we're doing is we're halting the the cases so that our NHS, our medical services can can cope with the the demand that's already there. And then that, that therefore slowly, slowly, as more and more people will eventually maybe get infected. It's not a big rush of you know thousands and thousands of people at one time that are in yeah. need of, of support. So I think it's more for that purpose rather than anything else. And then obviously we're waiting for yeah. a vaccine or whatever, which will take another year or so to come. So I don't think this is an issue that will only affect us for the next couple of months. There'll still be you know ripple effects for over the next year, maybe even two years. We don't know, but even. Uh, even in terms of like like you said, in terms of wider and and more subtle effects, um, when you look at the impact the economy is taking already, it's it's seriously um, a serious situation. Beyond that as well, there's a lot more happening in terms of psychologically. A couple of like we were talking yesterday, right on on the call, that you know divorce rates in the last week have shot up. Um, and if you think of it, like I was thinking about this earlier, there are, are children. Oh, lawyers are working right now. <laughs> making peas, bro, right now. <laughs> no, on a, on a serious level, like if you imagine, for example, like domestic abuses, you you can imagine it going up, or there will be children who live in like underprivileged societies or, or communities where they rely on not being stuck at home because you know they they you know or rely on free school meals to cover five of their lunches every week and stuff like that. Now these parents have to provide extra meals for all of their children 
Um, and it's, there's so many kind of like subtle and underlying effects, which maybe we won't realize and people's lives are really going to be affected, uh, affected. And the only thing we can do is obviously to, whoever, to whoever's listening is just reiterate and emphasize the fact that it's absolutely serious. And, you know, God forgive us if we're laughing or making a joke of it, but in reality, it's a serious situation and, and everyone needs to take the actions that not just like that we're hearing on the news, but that, you know, the health authorities and our Maraja are advising because all the authorities um, who are commenting seem to have the same tone, which is don't take this lightly and um, do everything you can to avoid unessential contact um, and much more. So, I mean, the biggest news, and maybe this will be the last thing we discussed, but like the most direct news affecting Al-Hadi youth really is obviously the, the closure of our local Jamaat in Stamor. And Jamaats around the world, mosques, regardless your faith, not even just mosques, places of worship have shut down around the country and worldwide. Um, how are you guys taking it? Because obviously four of us, we've been born and bred in Stanmore. Like how, how are you guys taking it? Is it weird for you not being able to go to the mosque, not being able to see your friends? Um, how, is, is the social part of it weirder or is it kind of the, the being away from the spiritual congregation side of it weirder? Um, I think that, so it was, it's always nice to have the option of going to mosque. So I don't use it as much as I should like Thursday nights, for example, I don't go every week. Um, but now when you take the option away and we can't do it, you sort of feel that you sort of feel like, okay, cool. Now I'm missing something in my life and something you're, like you said, we've grown up in. And I know I see BD every time I'm a mosque and now I can't see him. And obviously that that's a big miss in my life as well. <laughs> Yeah, but pawn as well, you know, like uh pawn, <laughs> you know, like no, I'm joking. But you know, things like yeah, things you've taken for granted, obviously not there, like you know, seeing your boys, even like not just your boys, like just people you saw kind of every time you went to mosque, you know, like yeah. And I think once all this is over, inshallah, and we come out stronger, I think you'll see a big uptick in people who go to mosque. Yeah. I think like the first I think the first mosque program back will be one of the biggest will we've ever yeah. had. And yeah. that, like a Charlie program or something like you know. Yeah. I, I think the LB, but and hopefully you know we can see this. Obviously, it's such a bad, it's a terrible thing that's happening, but we can we can see the positives in it. And it's hard right now, but like we're inshallah, if we do get through it, we can realize what we've missed and what we do take for granted, like you said, and how we can actually implement and use it in our lives effectively, and we can gain tangible results from it. So. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think um, yeah. So I mean, recently, uh, you know, like it's not just like, for example, the mosque offers a lot of other things other than just the you know the the normal programs, and I think it's hit us probably in probably the peak time that people go to mosque. So coming up to Ramadan and 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 Muharram are probably the most busy times. So you know, for it to hit during the end of Rajab, Shaban, Ramadan, when the mosque is basically what what your life revolves around. It's probably not the worst time, but it, it, like I mean, for most of us during Ramadan, is basically the mosque is your life. Like you, okay, fine, you go to work, right. but it's it's that time that you get to go to mosque. You see everyone, yeah. you know. You have your stories about how tired you are, um, but you still get through it. But yeah, so I think just, that's just the question. Going to be difficult. I was just going to ask, like, it's interesting because you mentioned that 
our lives revolve around it. And of course, during Shah Ramadan, like it means a lot to us. It's crazy that within our own community, there are hundreds probably of, of elders, even perhaps some young people who rely on the mosque in its entirety. Like a lot of people who are retired and not working and are at every class at a mosque or every program during the afternoons and during every evening. And, you know, Alhamdulillah, like a lot of us are blessed or even the fact that we're still occupied, we're working from home or whatever it is we're doing, we can do exercise and all sorts of things. But the elders of our community um, are are really, you know, I, I feel bad in a way because yes, there's online stuff, but technology is not the easiest thing for them. Um, what is just generally like, what, what do you guys, how do we deal with this? Because we are obviously a young community, young like portion of the community um, but we still have the capacity to care for the elders to an extent. How do we how do we deal with this? I think that's a very tough question you've put across, Ahmed. Um, I know that we've got like kind of hundred helping hands who are trying to you know help elders in our community and things like that. But um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like families caring for them and things like that. But um, yeah, I don't really have an answer for you. I think Sheikh made a good point on the on the Instagram live yesterday where he pointed out some of the, well, one of the main guys in the AV team who've been helping communities set up online platforms to stream programs still. So I think that's a vital part. Obviously, not everyone may be able to access, access that themselves, but I'm sure they have family members, inshallah, that can help with that and... Uh, you know, resources to contact or at least a phone number. Um, don't quote me on this, but I'm, I'm sure there is, there must be some sort of um, uh, port of call for them to contact. But yeah, definitely. I mean, all the classes that people used to attend, like I've recently just started attending um, one of the classes. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame, but. But I think. Like the the major problem at hand when it comes to not having we're not having that mosque environment is sort of lighting that spiritual fire yourself and not using the mosque and not and it's and not using other people which which obviously we we should do when we have the opportunity but now it's important to sort of self analyze and sit back and realize okay how can I myself ignite this flame of well whatever you want to do whatever change you want to make and I think the strongest change is the change that comes from within. And this is a perfect chance because you're literally in self isolation. You can literally so what, now. What types of things have you have you started to do, dude? Well, I, I, I'm all talk, no walk. So but I'm <laughs> too, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, but because that, that's the point, right? From this discussion, I think people are still going to stay relatively in contact, right? Uh, friend groups or whatever it may be. I think it's important that don't break those contacts, but use it as an opportunity then to feed yeah, yeah. off other to to and so for example if if you're used to that community based uh you know whatever you know what <clears throat> when you think like imam al-kadhim was imprisoned and he thanked allah for the privacy and the alone time and for the quiet and he'd be up doing ibadat and, and all sorts that's not obviously we would never ever be able to reach the peaks and heights of spirituality that the imam holy imam al-islam did but it surely should be an inspiration to us that we should strive to improve ourselves during this time. Um, I need to double check this, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it either way, but I saw a quote on Instagram the other day, a hadith from Imam Ali al-Islam where he said, there'll be a time where to be, where being indoors will be more beneficial than being outdoors. 
Now, if that hadith is sahih, then there's got to be some a way in which we maneuver that hadith and think, well, how can we make life more beneficial within our own homes than outside? Um, so I don't know. Some things we're doing, so you know, we've got the ability to to be up later or to get up earlier and and to do prayer salat al layl to get up for uh, um, uh, fajr prayer on time and to pray it properly. Uh, and beyond that, a lot more in terms of tafasir or doing some sort of research and learning. These are, everyone knows what what the level, the step up for them is. I mean, it's it's great listing like ten different things we can do, but everyone individually knows well. I'm doing this, but I could be doing that, or I should be doing this. Um, so I think it's everyone knows inside, deep inside. It's just about mustering that that inspiration, that motivation to go out and do it. Um, but that's I guess the the beauty of it is everyone's bored. So everyone, you know, everyone is. But should we really be being bored? Like, there's so many things no, you should be doing. No, what I mean That's is, what I mean is, bro. Like, for example, if I if I'm bored or I need some motivational inspiration, like Hussein, do you remember when I broke my arm and <laughs> and during that time I was stuck at home and I wasn't working for two months, and then at the same time you had just finished university and we were in the same kind of like it was a crazy period where we were both bored. And we used to speak to each other and motivate each other. And like that two-month phase, which we both had together, everyone is going through the same thing right now. Stuck at home, looking for things to do. I they could, I, you were stuck at home doing that. Yeah. No, but do you see what I mean? No, like I you, having I a community, having friends is amazing yeah. in that respect. No, of course. Like In terms of the boredom aspect, because I think that's what you're coming across on, it. for example, social media platforms. There's a lot of, oh, I'm bored, or just spam news about the, the virus, right? So as a community of people, I think, you know, the initiatives that have been uh, started up, like, for example, the your favorite Quran verse or your favorite hadith or whatever, I think that's a good way of sort of, you know, getting people to start uh, thinking, to start maybe looking into the Quran when they haven't looked into the Quran before, looking at hadith that they haven't looked at before, um, so it's just inspiring people to start making an effort. So there's so many things you can do if you're at home, right? You can try and pray on time. That's something I think, well, definitely I struggle with, but there's not so much of an excuse now. It's a perfect time to repay all your qadha, uh, namaz. Um, it's a perfect time to start reading books that you probably don't get time to read. You know, I'm, like, for example, myself, I have a book sitting here that I've been meaning to read. I've made some starts on it, but it's just uh, it's better than nothing. Sure. Yes, yeah, so uh, making it like a daily habit, like read read a passage of the book or a chapter of the book each day. You know, there's so if you if you have a business idea, it doesn't only have to be spiritual. Sometimes, uh, you know, people have different motivations. Like if you've wanted to start a business for your whole life, you know, you've been passionate about something. Look into it now. You know, research on about it. Um, I think it's a, yeah, yeah. definitely a lot, of, a lot of time. The things I've seen change, like within my household, especially is like, I think we're spending more time as a family, like, you know, just little things like, you know, eating dinner together and kind of spending more time together. And you say you're forced to clean more. Sorry? Yeah, then you say you're being forced to clean more around the house. Yeah. My wife's making me clean. I think I've got a bit more. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> You but, should uh, be doing this regardless, honestly, man. <laughs> stop chatting, you're, Ahmed. You're the worst. 
<laughs> my cleaner, my cleaner, well, my dad's refused for my cleaner to come because obviously, you know, no outside contact and all that. So I've had to, I've been cleaning a lot today, but just things like, you know, like I'm now like spending time with family, you know, we eat together, we have lunch together, we have dinner together. Yeah. My brother, like we do Jamaat Namaz together, just things like this, like things that, you know, now we have time and we can really, it's the time to appreciate family, you know, so, and something, yeah. even after this lockdown, we can take forward and, you know, just, you know, um, yeah, spending time with your with your other half and things like that. So there are advantages <laughs> to to being on lockdown. No, nah, I'm joking. Ahmed's a good guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, I think we'll leave it there. There's obviously so much to talk about. Um, the situation is changing day by day, literally. Um, inshallah, we pray Allah grants whoever is affected with Shafa, inshallah, and to keep us all safe and to hasten the repentance of the Holy Imam. It's now more than ever that we need him. And um, inshallah, hopefully we'll be reunited with him soon in the coming of, uh, to, uh, to coming up to 15 Sha'aban. Um, we'll be back with another episode of Corona Diaries soon. Um, and inshallah, more podcasts coming out, more Instagram lives um, to be uh, done on, on social media as well. Any so stay feedback? tuned. Yeah, let yeah, us know if you have any feedback, suggestions, or anything else. Um, but yeah, until then, take care. Thank you. Assalamualaikum.